there, everybody. Thanks for tuning in for the Everybody Counts podcast. I'm Tracy. And I'm Jay. Jay's here with me tonight. Yes. Uh, we're, miss- we're missing Pete, but I'm glad you're back for yeah, this one, excited. Jay. Yeah. Been a yeah. while. Been a while. A- yeah. So it's good stuff. We have a lot to digest. They're yep. really packing the storylines in this season. Yeah, they're, so they're- before we get into our case review, I just want to remind folks if you were not part of the ask me anything on reddit with henrik baston and michael conley that thread is out there that went down yesterday uh, on wednesday and they provided some great intel a lot of cool details uh there are a lot of great questions so that thread is there for you to go out and enjoy so definitely check out the bosch tv subreddit for that and and just for other conversation and interaction on Bosch. Check that out. It's a a good place to, good thing to check out. So we do have an interview at the end of the podcast. We always have our debrief. This week is with the amazing Jamie Hector. So you definitely want to check that out. We hope you'll listen to us and our part. (laughs) Right. You can, you cannot miss hearing, uh, hearing Jamie. So it was, it was a really fun and insightful interview. Yeah, so cool a dude. lot of good stuff. Awesome. So, dude. all right. So we're here at episode two of season five called pill shills. And we find Bosch and J Edgar kind of like connecting some of the dots. They are, they find some records, pharmacy records. There's a lot of prescriptions that have come to the, come yeah. from the Garcia pain clinic. So that's looking oh, suspicious. Good. They, yeah. they want to check that out. We still don't know where, Jose Jr. is at this point. We'll get something a little later in the episode, but they do search the house and, you know, no one's there. Sadly, obviously, Jose Sr. is dead and Jr. is not there. They search the house and they find a complaint that Jose Sr. has tucked away in his Bible, a complaint about the Garcia Clinic. Yeah. So that's kind of... Putting some pieces together, it looks like yeah. that could have been a catalyst for what went down. And it, it just kind of a fun exchange amongst all the the dark storyline is the exchange with J. Edgar and Bosch about the what Jerry calls the golden goose that made the egg. <laughs> so, and uh, Harry steps in yeah. and uh, you know tries to correct him, and they just you know just have a fun exchange about language and getting the details right so that's kind of cool and that will that'll come up a little bit mm-hmm. maybe in our interview it just so, might. Yeah, yeah keep keep that in the back of your mind so then they do end up checking out the clinic and they see uh, jerry had previously seen a van pulling up there and they see a van again a bunch of presumably addicts look like addicts get out go in come out and then the van Shady. heads off Shady. they have they have apparently uh, collected a bunch of prescriptions. They stop at a yeah. pharmacy, but not everyone gets out. It looks like the van's going to go elsewhere. So J. Edgar breaks off and follows the van, which goes to another <coughs> pharmacy. He sees that the patients coming out with their um, pills are handing them over to the driver. Yeah. That's unusual. <laughs> That's not Just the way it works. Just a little bit. Right. Um, and uh, Harry gets eyes on the first pharmacy. He goes in. And uh, sees them using fake IDs and just, you know, assessing the situation. So, you know, it's it's pretty obvious that there's some kind of pill mill going on, that they're using these addicts 
to uh, build that supply of pills. But then it gets even more unusual. They follow the van once everyone gets back in the van from the two pharmacies. They end up at the airport. They get on right. a plane, like a prop plane, and fly away. What's this, going on there? Is this not the craziest operation you've ever seen? Like, yeah, holy, just, holy. Wow. Yeah, it's Wow. It's, it seems very... Uh, very well thought out but it's just like we haven't seen this before so um yeah there's there's something going on so they're 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 starting i think to really make a connection with what happened at the pharmacy but we still don't know where the well we as the audience know where the killers are but our team has not found them they um they are just on a spree and they took out the getaway driver once they reconnected Connected with him that yeah that was awful and they set the car on fire and got into another vehicle so they're still on the run but Pierce is trying to track them down Um, the dogs were sniffing and they stopped sniffing at that place in the Mm -hmm. garage where they we know that they stole the guy's car and um, knocked him out and put him in the trunk and so the detectives are exploring some ideas could there have been a second car or maybe there was a carjacking um, and at the same time, there's someone missing in that area that had been in the area at the time of the murder. So that they're, they're, you know, they're putting the pieces together. Maybe the missing guy is, you know, the victim of the carjacking. And we finally have a Jimmy Robertson sighting. Yeah, my man. When the when the killers did carjack, put the guy in the trunk, they drove out somewhere else and dumped the body in a dumpster. And apparently that was out in the Newton division jurisdiction. It looks like Jimmy did take that transfer and um, is working out there. And he is on the case of the carjack victim, um, his murder. So we, as the audience know that they're all connected, but uh, we're watching to see how these guys are going to connect it and figure it out. Right. So, um, then, we, of course, we've got, you know, Harry still working on uh, preparing himself, if should there be any need to defend himself in the reopening of the Borders case. You know, he feels strongly that, you know, nothing went wrong. How could this have happened? He assumes right. that it's some kind of scam or 100% guilty. Yeah, 100% guilty. No way meets, anything's wrong with it. Yeah. He meets with the chief. Uh, to let him know what's going on, you know, Irving had not heard about it. Irving, you know, questions him a little bit. Could have something have, you know, gone wrong? You were new at the time. Harry's like, no, no, everything by the book. Do you support me, Chief? He says 100%. Um, and then, of course, the Chief is still working on an officer-involved shooting, working with the DA. They're researching that. So um, he's got that going on as well. And we have a, a run-in of course with the investigators that are looking mm. at the, the borders conviction christina henry and her partner ed sung played by tim lunabus lunabus thank you um that we talked to on the so many shows radio last week so um yeah we finally get to meet him he seems like a really reasonable guy christina henry on the other hand seems to have a big chip on her shoulder there yeah, she you know was good lord they, they, she and Bosch used to date, and apparently it did not end well. She's acting like a woman scorned. So um, it's, yeah. So he, Bosch runs into them, and when he goes to the district attorney's office to see Maddie, and, you know, so it's awkward 
talking to her period and then he finds out <coughs> she's the one investigating the case so yeah just not not fun stuff but and ed actually steps in and kind of tries to calm the situation because they're it's getting a little heated just a little so, bit mm. yep mm. uh before the end of the episode robertson does uh, able to identify um the victim and has to go tell the wife um and jerry does meet with gary wise his um ci and and friend i think you know from growing up He's on the straight and narrow now, but these cops, Arias and Marcos, the, the detectives, uh, think that he may have a connection with their suspect. So he's asking Jerry to have Gary meet with them. And, you know, of course, he's hesitant, right. but um, he takes the card, you know, and so we assume he'll give him a call. Jerry also goes to Latanya's house and we're hoping that they're together, but they're not. So they're, sad. You know, it's I, so I sad. It's really tough because we're, you know, I, I'm fighting for them to be together, but, you know, we'll see. But they're sitting outside by the pool and um, talking about Gary and you know, he's just kind of consulting her. Like, what does she think? And she's like, well, I think he should talk to him. I really hope that he will, you know, especially because there were two young children mm -hmm. um, victims, victims from the from the this drive by shooting that they're investigating. So you can see that they still have. A partnership or relationship they still support one another which in a way makes it even harder because you know we want them to be together but there's someone else there inside oh, it's your turn jay who's inside is that you know that one guy they call benny and nobody really <laughs> likes him and he should just go home but yeah that guy that guy that's the one that's the one benny is inside oh, yes but yeah it looks like like he's looks like she's dating Benny. Um, I mean, listen, he's a nice guy. I'm sure. I'm sure he's a nice guy. But listen, okay, Jay Egger, come on. All right, come on. Like, <laughs> let's just cut this out. Let's get back together. Work it out. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. Yeah. So yeah, there's a uh, <sighs> there's a there's an obstacle there, and his name is Benny, and he seems like a nice guy. He really does. Uh, but there is. It's kind of fun, but it's super awkward, this exchange between yeah. Benny and Jerry. Because Jerry's really, you know, he doesn't, Jerry's not, you know, being rude or doesn't show any chip on his shoulder. He's just, you know, being nice to Benny. But you could tell Benny seems a little intimidated. <laughs> I would be too. But you're right. He yeah. handles it yeah. all really well. Really yeah. well. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. It's, 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 it's kind of funny. Um, so, yeah, we'll see what plays out there. Maddie, you know, still volunteering at the DA's office, and Tom, who a lot of people are suspicious of Tom, or just don't, I don't want to say don't like Tom, but I don't know, he's, a lot of people are not Tom fans, but. I don't like and him, it, <laughs> I don't like him, and you better stay and, away from Maddie, I'm sorry. In this particular scene, Maddie's not fond of him either, because he starts talking about test lying yeah. where, um, you know, potential for detectives to. Uh, plant evidence and so forth and maddie tells him in no uncertain terms that you don't talk bad about my dad but he does apologize later they go out for a drink turns out maddie has a fake id and uh tom's kind of admonishing her for that she says don't you ever get tired of being so careful which he does agree that that he does she sends harry a text that she'll be home late and she doesn't arrive home till the following morning mm -hmm. so I have yeah, feelings about this. I have feelings about this, Tracy. I have feelings yeah. about this. 
I mean, I have feelings a lot about a lot of stuff, but maybe it's because I have daughters. Mm-hmm. But what are you doing out at that bar with a dude having a beer? Get your butt home, girl. No, I, <laughs> no, 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 no. Unacceptable. I, I still see her as like the high school girl, man. Yeah. Stop growing up, Maddie. Stop yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, and she's she's making, you know, some potentially bad decisions. So we don't know the whole story, but, uh, you know, we're like, what's up with Maddie? There's definitely some character development going on this season with her but one thing for sure do not mess with her dad do not mm-hmm. talk bad about her dad do not doubt her dad so right. props for that maddie um let's see who else we have things going on what have i missed oh well billets she's mm. just sort of exasperated she's having to just deal with all this red tape and the, who are you talking about the, again i don't i don't know what you're talking about who what's her name what who what? I know, I know you have a beef. We'll get to that. We will get to that. Um, but she's having to deal with this crate and barrel accident, you know, and it, it does. She talks to crate, she talks to barrel. They have a little bit different stories. Bar- crate says he said, wait, barrel didn't hear that. Does barrel have hearing issues? Uh, you know, maybe it's time for him to retire, but we all love him. Guys, I know. But we love him. And and it's not just that we love him. They are very skilled. They they are very talented. Um, And so it would be a loss as well. But how do you weigh the risks? You know, so she's got an issue on her hands dealing with that. She's also talking to Scott Anderson, who just always shows up from the L.A. Times. He's questioning her about the rumor of Hollywood Division getting absorbed elsewhere. She she, you know, follows up with, you know, how the stats look good, crime is down, and he questions that, and he gives out some of his own statistics, talking about the miscreants, and she pokes fun at him, and she said, no wonder nobody reads your blog, and of course he takes offense. Yes, a lot of people read my blog, but that was super funny, because yeah. she's just had it, you know, she just rolls her eyes, she's just like, oh my gosh, the rumors, using words like miscreants, I've got these, you know, detectives that are having car accidents, you know, she's just got a lot on her hands. We'll come back to that because she, she does. She's got a lot going on. She's got a lot. Going on. But I'm going to put a pin in that because we need to talk about Hector. We meet Hector this episode. Oh, Tell yeah. Us. Our, our man Hector, our investigative somebody or another for uh, Honey Chandler. Honey yeah. Chandler. We're, we're really coming full circle with this show. Here here we are with Honey Chandler again. Um, and, and uh, you know, Bosch's side now. And yeah. Hector is going to be the investigator. To uh, help him out with his potential case, which, you know, Bosch doesn't really like help from anyone. Uh, probably doesn't feel like he needs help from everyone. You got this rough and tumble guy kind of just waltzing in the office like, what's up? Uh, but proves himself to be both honest and capable in mm-hmm. uh, taking Bosch's jabs about what he's able to do. And um, and then kind of turns around and, and lets Bosch know, while, you know, maybe you are able to do some things, I'm also able to do some things and talks about how he's going to be able to get DNA, uh, the DNA info, because he's got people on the inside, mm-hmm. which Bosch does not. So uh, it's got the potential to uh, be a decent partnership. And uh, mm-hmm. I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah. I mean, it seems to be off to a little bit of a rocky start, like almost there's this, you know, bit of a competition going on they're sort of 
you know, not sure what to make of one another, but actually more so on Bosch's side than Hector. Hector Great. seems fine. Great. He doesn't seem rattled yep. by Bosch. He's like, yeah, you're right. You have to have a badge to do that, but I can do this, you know. So, but fans, of course, are really excited to see Ryan Hurst on the screen. And, um, you know, he and Titus are friends in real life and have worked together before. So um, he's definitely a, a fun, interesting yeah. addition to the story. And book readers, you know, will associate him with another character but i don't want to spoil anything you know for the books for anyone but he's kind of taken over the role of a a different character in the book that yeah and and chandler she's excited she's happy to work with harry you know she's she's always seems up for a challenge definitely you know she's a fighter and uh but she does caution him that all this investigation trying to defend yourself and be prepared to speak your mind well you have to have standing in order to do that at the habeas hearing if you don't if we don't establish standing that there's a reason for you to speak or defend yourself you know you can't but bosh is going to be prepared he's going to try right. to get to the bottom of this because you know he thinks it's not true you know that it's some kind of scam so he's going to do all his grunt work and, and be prepared but she does caution him on that so let's get back to billets i mean she's tired jay she's tired she's having care. to deal with all this stuff care. I and care. I think I think yeah. that when mm-hmm. um, when our our good uh, friend Rondell Pierce questions her about getting his new partner, he, you know, he wants to know when am I going to get a new partner? Mm-hmm. You know, Jimmy's gone, yeah. and she you know, she explains that yeah, it's, you're you're getting one a D two robbery detective from Wilshire. She's a female. They have a little discussion about how that could potentially be awkward because he's still D one, but he has more homicide experience. They have an exchange about that, and then. She tells him in no uncertain terms to drop the Merce. Don't carry the Merce anymore. Unacceptable. I, Tracy, I'm, I'm <laughs> fired up. I'm yeah. I'm angry. Okay, yeah. Billets, no. Let let me tell you something. All right. Speak First your mind. Well, Detective Pierce, awesome dude. We've kind of watched him grow up throughout the series right okay he's very capable smart guy knows what's up does a good job all right i know the merce might come off weird to some people or maybe even unnecessary and 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 listen dewan in real life the man likes sour cream and i hate sour cream so we're kind of enemies about this but but i for myself i'm a a backpack kind of guy i've told you before I, I have multiple yeah. backpack packs, stuff for soccer, computer equipment, radio stuff, whatever. But here's here's the thing about backpacks, right? It's easy you put it around your shoulder. You go walk around when you need something. You got to take it off your shoulder. You got to set it down. You got to unzip it, go into it, rah, 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 blah, blah, blah. Let me tell you about the MERS, right? You don't have to do all that. You know why it's at your hip? It's right there, arm's length, like their gun, mm-hmm. like their badge, yeah. Like any yeah. piece of equipment they might need. So he's in the middle. It's a, like a part of you. Right. You know, it's like, yeah. Right. Yeah. So here's a guy, okay, all by himself in this department using this MERS. And you know what? It's genius. Because the, in, in the police world, a split second counts, right? Right? It does. It, counts. it does. He has eliminated seven seconds minimum, okay? <laughs> By having it right there at his hip, whatever he needs. All right. So this is this is what I'm gonna do. All right. I've already written a letter to the mayor. I put in a call to the chief. 
Uh, I sent a text message to Mitzi. Okay. I said, listen, <laughs> going forward, from this day forward, mandatory part of the uniform, immersed. Okay. It's every everybody's getting one. Because every, it's some this is unacceptable, Billets. Amy, are you listening to me, Amy? I know you're out there, Amy. You go back to that writer's room and you tell them to correct this travesty right now. All right. I'm done. Okay. So save the Merce. Sorry. Sorry. Jay is very passionate about this subject, as is uh, Sharon, who probably the she's she's the leader of of Team Pierce and I think co-leader of Team Merce now with uh, Jay. But we do have a little bit of breaking news. You talked about the writers. You talked about the writers and how you want them to incorporate the Merce. Do not let the Merce go. Save the Merce. Well, Dewan Johnson uh, agrees. He's out on Twitter. And um, he says that we have L. Johnson and Chaz Bennett, those writers, to thank for bringing the Merce to life. So we need to keep them in our corner and let them know keep fighting for the Merce. So that's some good intel. Thank love you, Juan. Yes, love it. Um, there are some comments, Jay, about some folks who agree with the lieutenant on this one. So, you know, if you want to follow up who? with those folks. Who? <laughs> who is it, Tracy? I'm not naming any names. No, I need but... to know. Listen, if you're out there and you got a problem with the Merce, my email is j at so many shows.com. You email me right now, okay? And we'll discuss this, okay? I want to know. Okay, don't just be in the background like, oh, I don't like that, Merce. You email me right now. All right. Okay. I'm sorry, Tracy. I'm on my soap. I, it's okay. It's okay. I'm it, passionate about this. I can't help it. Okay. Everybody Gonna counts. Say. Everybody counts. This okay. is your platform, Jay. And and we do have a poll going. So let's look at the current standings in the poll about the Merce. It better be 100%. Um, okay. Merce Wars is what we're calling it. And ah, we have seven. Oh, it's changed, Jay. Seventy-seven percent save the Merce. Twenty-three percent no. Billets is right. I'm sorry, Tracy. I think I misheard you. I think you said twenty-three percent. What is that? What you just said, Tracy? Yeah, Billets is right. Twenty-three percent say Billets is right. I need to. I need to take a breath. Take a moment. Take a moment, and I will point out that. As compelling as this series is and has excellent content, makes you think, makes you work to understand all that's going on and put the pieces together. They even put in stuff like this that fans get passionate about. I mean, where does it end with Bosch? You know what? You know what? When that 23% needs the LAPD, okay? And the LAPD show up, all right? But... They don't have time to grab something that they need to save your life because they didn't have that merce. Hey, it's on you. All right. So you go ahead, 23%. And uh, I'll have I'll have Pierce come save my ass because the man is ready to go. That and that's that's all I'm gonna say. I, gonna say. I, I do I do commend the preparation that the the accessibility that the merce provides. I mean, I, I will give you that. So <sighs> Just feel free to weigh in, folks. I mean, I know there's a lot going on in Bosch, but this Very is definitely fun. a hot topic with, with Jay. <laughs> so, but I'm going to give you a break from this, Jay, because you're uh, obviously... Yeah. yeah, let's move uh, on. Let's move on. Yeah, you, you need to, you need to <sighs> calm right. down perhaps a little bit. 
um, valid, valid concerns, but we're going to slow it no, down a little fine. bit and talk about, uh, we're going to hit our interrogation room. Love it. So my question for you yes. this week, yes. Christina Henry and Harry Bosch obviously dated, had a relationship, probably didn't, apparently didn't end well. Christina seems like a woman scorned. I don't even know that Bosch did anything wrong with, with the breakup, you know, but she know. definitely, You're she right. definitely feels some, some baggage from this and their conviction integrity unit. They're looking at the integrity of the, the conviction of Preston borders. And we've seen Harry sort of color outside the lines, as they say before, you know, it, it, it usually this type of thing, if there's new evidence, it, it raises some doubt, sure. um, which is normal. But in this case, I don't really doubt Bosch. I mean, normally I don't doubt him anyway, but I think I trust him even more because I'm so taken aback by Christina Henry's response. It seems so personal for her, Um, you know, a chip on her shoulder that it takes away from me being um, a, what's the word? Objective. Objective, yeah, an objective observer and looking at all the facts, it kind of sways me back, you know, really more in Harry's corner because I'm just like, it just seems so personal. So what do you think? Does it have that effect on you? Um, You know, I think it kind of has to. I mean, you can tell that she's got some kind of personal anger or bias or something going on there and i think you know you said it just a a few minutes ago when i was in my rant bosh throws so much at you Uh like there's so much to think about and pay attention that i mean you have to wonder for a second did harry mess something up did he forget something did he miss something did he not you know file something the right i mean there's so many things that the police have to do to get things right. So it's it's possible. But you're right. Bosch is, he's so good. He's so dedicated to getting it right. Mm-hmm. Um, then I, I think I believe him anyway. And the way he was adamant with the chief about it. And then again, you're, mm-hmm. you're right. Seeing how she was in very, I mean, it was kind of hostile. It was kind of yeah. hostile. It wasn't yeah. like, you know, investigator, I'm looking into it, blah, blah, blah. Because... I mean, they're still on the same team. It was uh, that Mm -hmm. animosity was there. And so for me, um, that does tell me I need to worry about her thinking. Like, Mm -hmm. is she going to see more of something that maybe isn't there because of this personal development? Like a bias. Yeah. So. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Well, what's your question for me? My question for you is. When when the chief and the and Bosch were talking about everything, right? And Bosch asked him, "Will you have my back?" And he said, "You know, of course, rah 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 blah blah." He's gonna go do it, and we we see him kind of go have his back. Now the chief is still the chief. He's got to run the department. He's got to run the politics of the department. All that good stuff, whatever. And so the chief has to be careful, too. And so my question kind of is, it's two parts in a way. If stuff happens down the pike, will he continue to have Bosch's back? Okay. Mm. Or will we have to worry about him wavering? Maybe is the best way to put it. And then kind of my little side note to it. When the chief answered him yes, Bosch's response 
was not thank you. Hmm. He, he said, good. And he walked away. Hmm. Now, that rankles me a little bit. And I love <laughs> Bosch. But that rankles because he doesn't have to have your back. Yeah. Re- regardless of the past, regardless of how he trusts you and believes in he does not have to. Mm-hmm. And he just gave that to you. So to me, a thank you would have been appropriate. And if I were the chief, I would appreciate that thank you. But instead, it was a good, like, you better. I expect you to. Okay, boss. Mm-hmm. And I know, that's, I know that's your persona, dude. Yeah. But for me, if I were the chief, I would remember that, too. Like, this guy doesn't appreciate that I'm going to bat for him. He expects me to go to bat for him. Mm-hmm. And so will that kind of help? sway some of that wavering down the line too because it didn't come off as appreciative that's interesting you know and i in thinking about that i kind of take that as part of harry is just super defensive about the situation and it's it's sure it does seem personal with christina henry so that like makes him even more passionate about being right you know because it sure it, sure it makes things more difficult when there is some sort of personal, you know, bias potentially there, you know, so I think he already has his hackles up. Like I really have to be prepared. I really have to figure this out. I know I did the right thing. And he's just, um, just real. I mean, I don't say sensitive about it, but you know, I think it's, yeah, yeah. Sure. And so I think it's just part of this demeanor that he has right now in, being really defensive. I think that was sort of a defensive or, I mean, it wasn't threatening to the chief. I don't think like good. It was, I think it was just part of that, you know, yeah, I'm right. Good. You're on the same team, you know, but I think I do with that said, I think a thank you would have been appropriate to show some appreciation. I can kind of see where Harry is coming from and why he might sort of have that mentality. So I'm kind of going to give him a pass. Okay. But yes, I, I do think it would have been good rapport, you know, to to say thank right. you. Right. And okay. um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out down the road. But uh, that was that's interesting uh, that you pointed that out. I hadn't really thought about that. So who's your person of interest this episode? Someone that just caught your attention. Uh, someone you want to give a little extra commentary to. Man, I was stuck on this one because, again, this episode had so much. Uh, and I'm guessing that I know who's, who yours is. And for people out there listening, we don't discuss this beforehand. So we have no idea what each other is going to say. But I think I know what Tracy's going to say. Okay. So I'm going to go with someone she's not going to say. And I, I, I'm going to go with Tom. And okay. It's, and it's for that reason that... He's kind of on the inside of things, and he's working this relationship angle with 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 Maddie, or maybe not even a relationship, some kind of angle with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know where he's going. I don't know how he's going to impact things, because I kind of worry about Maddie in this, because she's not really involved, but she's involved herself, and people yeah. are going to figure that out. And if it continues yeah. up down the line... She could be in some hot water. So this guy, Tom, could be uh, kind of an enemy in this and using things against her or could totally be the one that maybe backs her up. I have no idea. 
Um, but I, I worry and wonder about that because whatever happens to Maddie too happens to Bosch. True. So uh, there's some unknowns in there for me that uh, it's got me thinking about that. Okay. And I don't think you're alone in that because when we get to our tip line, we've got some, some more feedback and thoughts on Tom. He's uh, definitely um, – people just aren't sure what to make of him at this point. So uh, some are skeptical. Some – just can't get a you know a, a feel for him but uh yeah there's 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 right. been some discussion so d- definitely um i think that was a good choice yeah this week i'm gonna go with hector bonner I yeah got it right you know it. i got it right <laughs> what, what? okay sorry <laughs> new character introduced um yeah. kind of a good maybe a good sparring partner for bosch like I think ultimately they'll have a mutual respect probably for one another, but like, like we talked about before, they're just, you know, Harry's not quite sure what to make of him yet. And having someone else doing investigative work in regard to one of his cases, you know, he can't, you know, can't have total control, you know, over it, you know, and there's, you know, there may be some trust issues and, and all that. And, um, but I mean, Ryan Hurst, he's just, He's he's handsome. He's striking. He's <laughs> tall. You know, I mean, there's just he's he he's it's fun to see him on on screen, and and just his demeanor is very mysterious right now right. because he doesn't really say more than he needs to. Right. Um, he has a point to make, or you know, he's he seems very much about the work, very loyal to Honey Chandler. Um, and not going to let Bosch, like we said, not going to let him rattle him or get in the way of his work. He's focused on his work to help Honey Chandler. So I've got to respect that that loyalty. I'm know, good with that. that. That's, I like that. That's impressive yeah. to me. So, yeah. I mean, it, I, I, but I want to see how, you know, things play out with him. Is he going to be a character that we come to love or, you know, are we going to be suspicious of his, you know, motives? So it's just always fun to have a a really interesting new character mm-hmm. on board. Agreed. So, Agreed. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, um, before we get to our tip line, let's just kind of, what do we have in our evidence locker at this point? I mean, we do know they found the, the, the volume, large volume of prescriptions from the Garcia clinic. Right. So that's tying some things together. And we know that, um, Jose senior made a complaint about the clinic. So they, they really seem to be onto something there. They've identified the victim of the carjacking, so hopefully that will get linked up soon. We did get a sighting of Jose Jr. Yes, towards the end of the episode. Yes, we did. He's been on the run. He approaches his cousin and asks for help for some cash, wants to borrow his car, needs a place to stay. Um, so he suggests that he go to uh, Oscar is his cousin, and Oscar suggests that Jose Jr. goes to his sister's house, uh, Oscar's sister. So that's out in Bakersfield. He's like, how am I going to get there? You know, he's going to have to borrow a car or something. So he's, you know, he's obviously distressed. He's, you know, and yeah. on the run. He, It's not just, you know, it's not enough to have, have lost his father. But now these guys are, you know, he feels that they're after him as well. So he, he can't even, you know, it's awful. He can't even really mourn his father because he's, you know, just trying to right. survive. So what else on the uh, evidence side? Anything else that 
popped up in this episode. I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I don't Mm. think so. Uh, Let Let us know if we left something out. Okay, so for our tip line, we always appreciate getting feedback on the episode, questions, theories, comments, um, just to get thoughts from other fans, not, not just our thoughts. So we did get a comment from Reddit from Vance Extra. Says Maddie has a fake I- Idaho driver's <laughs> license. There's <laughs> says there's a bad girl hidden in there somewhere. Um, fun to see Ryan Hurst from Sons of Anarchy as Honey Chandler's investigator Hector Bonner. Yeah, it's it's interesting with Maddie. You don't really know how deep that runs. Like we see her making some choices we didn't really yeah. think of her making, you know. But we don't know how deep it runs. I don't want to you know. know. I don't want to know, okay? Jay nope. doesn't want to know. Nope. No, so. I'm not. I refuse to think about it, okay? This was one little mistake that she made, and she's going to be perfect the rest of the time. That's what I'm going okay. with. Okay. That's your prediction. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's see. We heard from Anne I'm on Twitter. She says, curious if Jamie Hector has a Haitian background or if he had to learn Creole French for the role. Stay tuned for the interview. And yep. I think you'll get some more answers. Then she has a question about the last episode. So I'm going to hold that one because we want to kind of stick to episode two. <laughs> Sharon, <laughs> a very uh, impassioned response. Perfect. This was the episode with the Merce bashing. <laughs> I have a very long memory and I'm going to have a hard time forgiving billets for that line. Right. Thank you, Sharon. Thank you. Definitely in your corner there. Tom remains on my not good side. (laughs) He's he's really the first character in the series or the books that I simply do not like. I remember when I watched the first time also not liking where the crate and barrel story seemed to be heading at this point. I guess I'm just a creature of habit and don't want my perfect world of Bosch to be changed up in any way. Perhaps that's why Tom annoys me so much. So... Yeah, I mean, people are are skeptical about Tom. And then Anne jumps in again. She says, "Um, Tom was an outlier for me. There was just something so squeaky clean about him that irked me. Guess I'm used to my Bosch characters all having an edge. If Tom has an edge, it wasn't one I liked, if that makes sense. Will we see him again? Will Mm. we see him again? After so much closeness with Maddie in season four, was the tension between them as uncomfortable for them as it was for me? Yeah, and I thought a little bit about this this idea of you know her pointing out that he's so squeaky clean right. or whatever. But look at Pierce. I mean, he's 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 kind of the, a, a moral compass. Now, not, no, but not, let me finish. Let me finish. Then you can say. Mm, I yeah. see. You, you see these but, wheels turning. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but he has. Um, I I feel like. Pierce is more flexible, has the big picture in mind. You know, I don't see them the same. I, I had to stop and think, okay, well, we love Pierce and he's all about doing the right thing. Tom, it seems different. It's it's yeah. more um, like stubborn or he's not looking at the big picture. And it also seems like he's kind of um, a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Like Sorry. boasting or, 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 you know, trying Conceded. to throw around his weight a little Conceded. bit. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. he knows more than Maddie. He's done more. And, right. well, yeah, I mean, he yeah, he's older and all that. But just kind of a little bit maybe conceited. And is it just about doing everything by the rules or is it doing the right thing? 
you know, there's just, there's that, you know, there's that gray area in Bosch. So while I had to make myself compare our, you know, kind of our Boy Scout Pierce with Tom, I, I don't really see them in the same light. Do They're you? They're not. Uh, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, I would call, I would call Pierce an, uh, an innocent good guy, like a genuine good guy. Uh-huh. Just Because again, we watched him kind of grow. Yeah. Where this guy, he's kind of slimy. He's okay, got that okay. slimy vibe. You know, when somebody appears too good to be true, he's got that kind yeah. of vibe. Yeah. Does that make so sense? people, yeah, people right. aren't trusting him. So yeah, yeah. Pierce seems very genuine. We're not, we're doubting some of that with Tom. Now, future episodes may tell a different story, but I think that's kind of what, what some people are feeling right now. So, um, we got one more piece of feedback from at Sista Teacher on Twitter. She sent us an email. This episode had so much in it, but I'm going to try to keep it short. Since I'm Team Jerry, good all there, Sister Teacher, let me start with him. We learned some background history of him since he spoke Haitian Creole, and it was an interesting dynamic between he and Harry. Take note, the actor Jamie Hector is Haitian. Okay, so it was great that he was allowed to bring a part of himself into the story, and this is what makes Bosch so great. On another note, with him at the house chilling in the backyard and Latanya's friend there helping their son, the brief interaction between Jerry and Benny demonstrated demonstrated it is not necessary to have any hostility, although it was awkward. Good point. I think we, yeah, yep. we, we agree, agree. that, yep. you know, it's awkward, but you, you don't have to be rude or anything. Um or competitive. For the record, Honey Chandler has been in every season. I'm so excited about the relationship between Harry and Honey. I find that very compelling as well. That's just a teacher. Irving playing the devil's advocate, but assures Bosch he's got his back 100%. There's a continual communication between them. It's important to keep in mind Irving has a vested interest in the case not being overturned since his, since his cases may not be questioned. The most dramatic scene was when Robertson went to the house to give notice and was told no, and the wife closed the door when he requested to come inside the house. She said, it made me laugh, although it wasn't funny. I wonder, did a police officer ever have that experience? Um, yeah, I mean, Robertson was definitely thrown off, you know. No, I was okay. thrown off as the viewer. Yeah. Like, no? What, where are yeah, you going? Yeah. What? Cut, yeah, what? yeah. Where, where is this going? I'm like, are you involved in this or something? How? Yeah. So, but she was just so distraught that she's like, yeah. nope, we're not, we're not talking about this. We're just dealing with it. Show me, you know, show me the body. So, but thank you as just a teacher for always uh, giving us some good things to think about and consider. We appreciate your feedback. So yes. without Pete here tonight, yes, I, I, we don't have any trivia unless you've brewed up something. I have one. I have one. Okay. And it's right. not. It's not hard. It's not hard. And okay. you know what's funny about this question is, uh, I don't know why or what it was about this episode, but this is the only episode that I paid attention to it and noticed it, like throughout the whole thing. And now I probably will going forward. Okay. All right. So here I'm going to add this in it. So let's have Billets, uh, J. Edgar. Bosch and Pierce, okay? Two of them wear their badge on the left side of their belt. Two of them wear their badge on the right side of their belt. Which is which? Okay, 
they're they're left and they're, they're right. right. Yep, okay. they're left and they're right. Two left, two right. Name the four again. Bosch, Billets, J. Edgar, and Pierce. Okay, Bosch. Where's it on his right? Do you want me to confirm or deny, or you want me to let you go through it? Okay, I'll go through it. Billets. Where's it on her left? Pierce on his left. Jerry on his right. Bosch and Pierce both wearing on the left. Billets and Jay oh, On their left? Yep, on their left. Oh, Wear it on man. the right. Yep. Oh, wow. Good trivia. Did uh, I get any of them right? Uh, I started to write it down, but I don't. Uh, I can't remember. You got. Right you got. Uh, you, yeah, you got at least one of them right. I just don't. I, could, I. I just. I could swore that Perry. Like I'm looking at it, and I just see it on that. Because his you know, right, my I, left. It was. Uh, it was when uh, Bosch and Pierce and uh, um, and uh, Jay Edgar were walking outside. I don't even remember where they were going. It's when I first noticed it. Okay. And then I started paying attention to everybody's throughout the darn episode. Yeah. Like. I don't even know why I noticed this, but I'm going to bring it up. So Yeah, and yeah. now you won't be able to ignore it. You're right about that. <laughs> the rest of the time, every nor, episode from here on out. Nor will I for that. <laughs> uh, thank you, Jay. <laughs> so, oh, hey, okay. if, if any other writers are listening, you could really mess with us. Change <laughs> right, it up. keep switching it up. Yeah. Darn it. <laughs> keep us on our toes. Oh, man. Uh, all right. Well, I think that's a, a lot of good discussion for episode two, eight more to go, but uh, we do have an interview with Jamie Hector. As always, remember that the debrief interviews uh, could contain spoilers for future episodes. Uh, anything goes during those. So if you're nervous about finding anything out beyond episode two, then uh, come back to that later. Anything you wanted to say, Jay, yeah, about? I, I got one more about... thing, if you don't mind. I got oh, one more go ahead. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I don't mean to put you out on the spotlight, uh, but I wanted to give you a shout out. I wanted to give you a shout out. Uh, most people know that I, um, I created this so many shows.com thing that's been going on and I don't do a whole lot of, um, promotion of other sites that do the same thing. Not that I have anything against them, but I try not to do too much unless they do something amazing. Now you, besides doing cool stuff with me, you also write for FanFest. And I like FanFest. I like their events. I like the site. I like what they do. Um, and I, I, I want to give you a shout out. And if people out there, I know you listen to the podcast and you probably read a whole bunch of stuff online about Bosch. If you are not reading Tracy's recaps on FanFest.com from Bosch, heck, heck, any of the shows that she does, you need to read them. You know, we prepare kind of ourselves for this podcast. And I have to tell you, like, I use your recaps kind of as my research material. Because you put things in there that I missed, maybe I didn't think about, or I forgot about, and they're just so well done that you deserve a shout out of some kind. Uh, because oh. I appreciate them as a media person, as a TV fan, as a <laughs> podcaster. Um, I, I I think they're amazing, and if you're not reading them, people, you you're missing out because she does a great job. Well, thank you very much for that i do appreciate it and i uh, i do take a lot of ownership in those like i want to get it right you know and i don't i'm sure i leave things out so there's comments there folks let me know what i left out or if i got something wrong but um yeah it's a it's a labor of love doing those because i mean it's bosh 
So <laughs> right, yeah. right, yeah. right. Not for real, because I'm I, I sit there and I go through the whole thing and I'm like, there's no way I could have done this. I I just I can't. But <laughs> you do a, a fantastic job. I mean, if you're gonna do homework, you want to do Bosch homework. Come on. <laughs> right. Uh, anything stand out to you about the interview with Jamie, or should we just let folks enjoy it? Just let him enjoy it. He's such a great guy, and, uh, you know, I love talking to him just like you do. He's such a good guy. People, you'll enjoy this, I promise you. Yeah. And don't laugh at us afterwards. I'll say that. Do not <laughs> yeah. laugh at us afterwards. All right. That That's a good thing to note. Yeah. You'll find out soon enough. All right. Well, thanks, Jay, and thanks, everyone, for listening, and enjoy hearing from Jamie Hector. See ya. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us again on the podcast. This is awesome. And I just wanted to let you know that, if, you know, of course we prepare for the interviews. You know, we get up the schedule with Allie and set up the questions. But we also decided to both put on a pair of clean, fresh socks for this interview. That's right. I love it. I love it. Ten minutes ago. Ten minutes ago. Yep, that's right. Yeah. So I, I feel like we're really prepared now and, and all set for it. Um, so Jay's going to just start us off. Let's do it. All right, Jamie. We know you're a New Yorker, buddy. Uh, I, I live in Baltimore. Hey, Tracy lives in Atlanta. Okay. And we know that you spent time in both. Tracy just met you not that long ago at the TV Fest in Atlanta. At the TV yeah. Fest. In yeah, I met her at the TV Fest in Atlanta. I remember. And you're yeah. familiar with Baltimore because of the water. Oh, absolutely. Right. So, yeah. New York City always gets the limelight, you know. New York City <laughs> this, New York City that. But since we know you've been both <laughs> to both of our towns, is there something that Baltimore has or does better than New York City? And what about Atlanta? That's better than New York City? Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Something that Baltimore has. <laughs> um, you know what? I love the harbor. Oh, harbor okay. is good. I love yeah, harbor is nice. Yeah, I, I love the harbor. I've watched it develop along the way. Along the way, I love the people. Now you're asking a question that is so difficult to answer, you know, because Baltimore has a lot of great aspects to it. I'm a bona fide New Yorker, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, that's, we yeah. ask the hard questions. <laughs> yeah, we do. It's hard. Yeah, so. We're not sure if it's possible. Is there anything that that you liked about Atlanta? Any time that you've I don't know how long you, how much time you spent in Atlanta, but is there anything that Atlanta offers that maybe New York doesn't have? No, you know what? There's something that Baltimore offers as well as Atlanta. There's just a different um, kind of people, though. The in Atlanta, I love the hospitality, definitely. Okay. You know, we're we're knee here. deep, and yeah, you know, I mean, people are offering me to come in before the wire. I was shooting a um, a project in Atlanta. Okay. And people would see me and just say, hey, how are you doing? And I'm like, you know, from New York, you're waving <laughs> at me and smiling at me. I'm like, okay, this is going to be a very dangerous situation. <laughs> Why are you so kind? <laughs> hey, yeah. would you like to come in and have a drink and have some dinner? And inviting me into their home. Yeah. And I'm not known. I, I, I'm not, I'm, un, I'm an unknown person, right? I'm just shooting okay. a project that yeah. nobody knows about. Okay. So with Atlanta, the hospitality and the loving hospitality that they provide also. And Baltimore is just like that. They're it, just real. You know, I just love that about the people in Baltimore, them being so real yeah. and just so 
authentic. They they were very welcoming to me. In a awesome. great way. So I would I would definitely say that about Baltimore. Okay. Well, we know it's hard to hard to compete. I mean, maybe it's really no competition, but but we thought we would would try. So thank you for that. <laughs> well, uh, um, now, just a, a little bit about last season. Was do you think was Eleanor's death a factor in J. Edgar and Bosch resuming their partnership? Like, do you think it would have played out differently, or maybe on a different timeline, had that tragedy not occurred? I think it was definitely a factor of us actually mending. And coming back together, and 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 you know, tragedy always brings people together in a great way, right? Um, right. So if you had, if you were at odds in some way, like Jerry Edgar and Bosch disagreeing with each other, and the way that we handled the job, that right there, that personal situation, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. definitely played a part in us coming back together. How would it have turned out later on? I think over a period of time. Mm-hmm. When we're old men um, moving around on walkers, <laughs> you know, um, trying to figure out, you know, what what home we're gonna move to or whatever the case may be, I think we would yeah. resolve the issue then. You know, okay. we all know how Bosch gets down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's fair. Okay. I agree. Uh, we recently spoke with uh, Paul Cauldron uh, about the swagger of his character, Detective Jimmy Robertson. Now, Jay Edgar has something similar. And, uh, we're not sure that we would call it swagger, but it's something. And an example that comes to mind uh, was a conversation that Jay Edgar had with Special Agent Jay Griffin about Eleanor's death and about how Griffin was telling Jay Edgar to stay close to Bosch so there was nothing to worry about. And Jerry, of course, says, well, then you have to worry about both of us. Kind of that absolutely snarky, tough guy, swagger almost kind of thing. What words would you describe that part of your character? Englewood. <laughs> I describe that. Hey, you know, there's certain things that, you know, I mean, community provides you with sure. growing up also. Sure. That mm-hmm. soulfulness, right? It's that. It's that, yeah. um, it's that soul food. It's that jazz. It's that. Okay. It's the thing that actually creates the man, right? The, no, uh-huh. the, the environment, the family, the music, the food. And then that also leads into your public life, right? The way you uh-huh. walk, the way you talk. And I think that's what Jerry Edgar also, just trying not to leave any of that out. Um, okay. Um, and, you know, and at the same time, also understanding that. You know, you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. Right. True right. story. True story. So sort of that that pack mentality too. I didn't I didn't think about it that way. That's awesome. That makes sense. Cool. Yeah. Well, we love it. So let's talk about this Benny character in season five. We we want to know does does Jay Edgar think he is a good match for Latanya? Because I almost imagine <laughs> Jerry like sitting by, like he's Jerry just sitting by, maybe just watching for it to not work so that she could see Jerry is still the one. So should we be rooting for a Jerry Latanya reunion, or should we just be happy with the care and support they already have for one another? Root for Jerry, and root for him and his wife reunion. I don't know okay. about ex-wife, you know. Um, okay. You know, she makes Jerry stronger, you know. Um, yeah. I think um, having her in his life makes him a better man. 
That's how I feel. So, you know, Benny is yeah. safe. If you want okay. safe, mm-hmm. you know, go with him. If you want, you know, to be at home, you know, let whatever and chill. <laughs> go with Benny. But if you want, you know, unpredictability, but also security, also swag and drip and just that, you know, <laughs> I'll take you outside of box. You come with Jerry Edgar, you know, you be a part of yeah. his life and his journey with his wife yes. and his two sons and their wife, you know, their two sons. Mm-hmm. I say root mm-hmm. for Jerry mm-hmm. Edgar. That's what I say. Okay. Well, I mean, my, my motto is always root for Jerry. Edgar, <laughs> right. So, right. And, right. you know, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so awesome. We're, I like it. We're, we're getting a yeah. right now. Jerry Edgar. I love it. Yep. That's right. <laughs> Edgar. Even the, listen, even the first initial last name, J. Edgar. Yeah, know, that's I'm right. right. Yeah. J. Edgar yeah. Benny. No. <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. There's no comparison. There really is no comparison. So. <laughs> yeah, no. Point taken. Point taken. Oh, that is Poor beautiful. Benny. Oh, that is beautiful. I love it. I, I can't help but agree. I can't. I can't. I just have to. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, you really, um, worked with uh, Kwame Patterson just briefly this season, but it was clearly a big part of uh, your character's story. What kind of emotions did that storyline elicit? I'm sorry, what kind of emotions did that, did did the storyline elicit? With Gary Weiss? Yeah. You know, you know, having a a friend, you know what, having a friend that you grew up with that you know sticks to a certain code, and you, Mm -hmm. because of the situation, ask him to go against what he believes, which can okay. potentially jeopardize his life, and then we see it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing that that truly happens in life, knowing that, that that happened on even maybe smaller levels within your life as a child growing up, you know, mm-hmm. maybe you mm-hmm. throw your candy or, you know, or whatever the case may be. But, you know, right. it affects you because then you see this guy that trusted in you sure, that mm-hmm. believed in you mm-hmm. because, you know, I have a badge and a gun and you feel as if, like, look, okay, I know you're my boy and you'll protect me. So if you say it's a green light, I got you. Let's do it. And then he comes up dead. Then it definitely, yeah. it it definitely, um, it definitely elicited. It, it, you know, it brought up a lot of emotions just working on the, on, on the scene and just thinking about people that actually experienced that in life. So you have to listen mm-hmm. to the rest of your life. Right. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. Right. I'm going to switch gears on you just, just for a second here. Uh, in the TV world, it's funny, especially now, every year, there's over 450 brand new shows on television across all the platforms. It's yeah. a lot of new shows. And so we see a lot of TV that they're lucky when they get a second season. Bosch, right. now, it just keeps going. It It doesn't look like it's ever going to stop. In your mind, okay, God willing. <laughs> exactly. Us too. Yeah. Right. We're waiting, buddy. You know, um, it's very difficult. No, I, I, I'm going to let you complete your statement, but it's it's not easy to jump on a project with great writing, great talent, um, and um, storyline that's amazing moving forward to be a part of that. You know, you 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 you're, you're grateful. You know, because you can jump on something that just, there's no dimension to it. But please, continue on on your question. 
Well, and that was kind of where I was going. What do you attribute that success to? Because that isn't easy in today's TV world. I mean, let alone for an actor like yourself, but for everybody in general, just to have a show keep going. I mean, is it the writing? Is yeah. it is it the actors? Is it what 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 do you attribute all that success to? Collaboration, and also mm-hmm. just I think I think one thing that we have in our favor is um, Michael Connelly. You know, I mean, think about it. Yeah. <laughs> so many New York Times bestsellers, and it's just like, all right, we already have the foundation. We have what we need to tell a great story. Right. And it's True. like coming in with an A. Yeah. Oh, you got to do it. Yeah. It up if you want to lose. Just, just keep moving at that quality and excellent level, right? So then you have Eric Overmeyer, you know, and Dan mm-hmm. Hines, right, and Henrik, right? right, and then you have these individuals that are just like, listen, this is the formula. We got this, you know. Now let's just put these, let the talent together and allow them to move it forward and just let the ship sail because mm-hmm. everything is here already. Right. Um, and it, and it feels great to be a part of that, right? And then to have an opportunity to come and tell a story with observant individuals, you know, sure. that watch you in your life, your personal life, your public life, and infuse that also into into oh. into the character, which you'll see this season. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Awesome. Well, we are all for the longevity. That's yes, for sure. Yes, we are. Bosh season twenty. Bosh season forty six. Is that, is that when you were one hundred and two years old? Uh, is that when yeah. you the Walkers? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you got geriatric. Listen, <laughs> I'm telling you. Listen, I got the um, the you know, we, we're in the house with the clap on, clap off. There you go. You know, yep. Yep. I love it. I love it. Well, we want to hear more about um, your organization, Moving Mountains, and the, the work you do there. What can you tell us about that? Oh, you know what? Thanks for asking about it also. What's it? You know, Moving Mountains is a theater organization that focuses on the inner city community of Brooklyn, but mm-hmm. everybody's coming from New Jersey, Queens, the Bronx. And okay. We focus on development. And the primary focus is to develop skills, talents, and abilities of young artists in the arts while building character. And we're just fortunate to just, thank you, you know, we're just fortunate to be a part of a community that allows us to work with their kids between the ages of 9 and 21. Oh, wow. Yeah, to shape their lives, you know, and attach mentorship to them. But primarily... The art, drama, okay. music, dance, vocal, shape them, develop them, and push them out there also. And one thing that it does for me is gives them confidence. One thing it does mm. for me is give them confidence and um and, yeah. and and bring them to a level of um you know not being afraid to go and get it, whatever right. it is that they may want to go. Right. Awesome. Where they want to go. So. Uh, I'm lined up with a, a great deal of students that realize that they, instead of being an actor, they would prefer to be an attorney. So I have relationships with the district attorney's office, and then you associate them with that, and they move that yeah. year first on, the, on that line, or whether it's marketing, or, but it's just a foundation. That we okay. Give. That's amazing. That's awesome. That's, no, that's, that's great amazing. work. I love seeing your posts about it. 
and, and hearing more. <laughs> yeah, we have That's fun awesome. with it. Yeah. I mean, we have a great deal of success stories also in the, in, in this. Yeah. So we're, we're excited about that also. Yeah, I think you've posted, like, about some young people who have gotten some, some jobs, yeah, um, books well, something. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Lead so, guest in Law and Order, SBU, Mr. Robot, um, uh, The Breach, The Godfather of Harlem, you name it, you know, on yeah. stage, off-Broadway, Broadway, Broadway. Um, and and it's because you know they come in and it's like oh I never knew I could do this but you know what we're gonna we're gonna help develop you and yeah it's a great, yeah great opportunity and that's I was a part of the theater company when I was young also thank you okay that's fantastic that's amazing well done man well done all right I have a I have a weird favor slash <laughs> question to ask of you okay I hope you're sitting down mm-hmm. all right. <laughs> I would like to know if you can teach Tracy and I how to say everyone loves Jay Edgar and that Bosch guy is okay too, but in Creole. Can you do that for us? <laughs> you ready? Yeah, ready. we're ready, buddy. We're ready. <laughs> okay, just think about this. Um, you'll get it really quick. I'll make it easy okay. for everyone. Okay. All right. Um, toot. 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 You're gonna repeat. You're gonna repeat after me. Yep. 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 We're with you. Toot. Oh, okay. Toot. So. 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 No. T U T U T. Oh, toot. Okay. Toot. Got it. Mm-hmm. There it goes. Toot. So now I'm gonna say moon. I'm gonna say like moon, right? Moon, like moon, moon. Okay. Toot moon. Toot moon. So, everyone, re me. That's R. It starts with R. Re me. R E M E. Holy moly. So far, um, the ladies have three points. And we're looking we're looking we're looking really bad here now. All right. Uh-huh. <laughs> This should be very easy, all right, and give us a point. Okay. Jerry Edgar. Jerry Edgar. I could do Jerry Edgar. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yes, good morning, I'm Jerry Edgar. Good morning, Jerry Edgar. Jerry Edgar. All right, I'm in. All right, I'm yeah. good so far. I'm in. I'm yeah. good so far. Yeah. There it goes. There it goes. Okay, all right. Yeah, good morning, I'm Jerry Edgar. Um, This is going to be a difficult one. Okay, all right. Etle. 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 A. E P L E. Eple. 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 Moon. Moon. Eple moon. Rene. Rene. Bosch. Bosch. Eple moon. Rene. Bosch. There it goes. Toot moon. Rene. Jerry Edgar. Eple moon. Rene. Bosch. Toot moon. Rene. Jerry Edgar. Eple moon. Rene. Bosch. I'm sweating over You got it. <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt. That's how I felt when I took Spanish. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, growing up, you know, that was my second language. But you know, I mean, that was the language that I had to study because I didn't want to take French. Because I felt, you know, look, I would ace French, uh, knowing speaking Creole. It's not too far. Yeah, I gotta, yeah, I gotta have a challenge. But, yeah, I wanted to challenge myself. Okay, instead of just getting the A in French, I chose to challenge myself and come up with like a C plus. <laughs> hey, you know, it's difficult in your life, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Oh, man. Wow. Whew. I'm deadly sweating over Thank here. You. Thank you for your patience you with us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm glad that you asked, and I'm glad that you actually rode the wave because, you know, sometimes you ask the question, but you're just like, I don't really want to learn how to speak Creole. Oh, oh no, all, dude. I, I, I got at least the toot moon that will stick with me. It might really <laughs> do that. And everybody. And I remember the Eplay. The Eplay moon. That's right. But <laughs> the rest of them might not remember, but I'm, I'm pretty good with that. Yeah. yeah. The most important question, the most important word that you might want to learn is manger. That's food. And everywhere oh, you I go, you say manger. And yeah, you know, and you know, Haitians, yeah. they love to feed you. So you will eat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, that's important. That's important. Yes, yeah. very important. That's right. Um, so if you remember from when we talked to you the last time, uh, we usually just end the uh, the series of stuff with just a quick little game, some fun little questions. So we have a couple fun little oh, questions yeah. for you, okay? Um, okay? And so it's multiple choice. We're going to ask you something. You get two choices for your answer. Your answers are either going to be Titus, or Duan, and the actual persons themselves, not the characters, <laughs> the persons themselves. I'm going to let Tracy help you with that first Duan. question. Yep. Okay, we're okay. going to cue it up with, with a softball question. You, you, you got this. Best shoe collection, Titus or Duan? Duan. Okay. All righty. Right. Said that with confidence. He did say that with confidence. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, I don't know. Let's say it's date night you're going out or something and you're going to go to an ice cream parlor and this is like a world famous ice cream parlor it's got the greatest guy behind the counter serving ice cream which one of those two <laughs> would be better working at the ice cream parlor <laughs> oh better working at the ice cream parlor yeah behind the counter oh duan <laughs> oh. i think i would be duan like yeah like that I'm... smile and Customer oh, service. Yeah, that's know? true. Yeah. That's true. Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, I, I think, I think, I think, oh, wait a minute. Okay, we're asking, you know, I'm thinking about this from a character perspective. Okay, you did say earlier on, and this is the real person, not the, the real person. Yeah. I'm thinking of Bosch. Yeah. I'm over here thinking of Bosch serving ice cream. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Let's, 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 let's do this again. Let's do this again. So you said the okay. best shoe collection. Uh -huh. Um, okay, so you said the best shoe collection, Titus or Dewan. Correct. Uh huh. Um, Titus. Oh, okay. Titus. Changed it up there. No, because right. if it was, because my mind, when we first said it early on, my mind immediately went to the time that I wanted to buy shoes on the show as Jerry Edgar. And right. Bosch gave me a hard time. So I was like, yeah, he doesn't right. he doesn't. I really remember that. Type of shoe. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. So now we're talking yep. about, okay, shoe collection, Titus and Dewan. Okay. I obviously mm -hmm. see Titus way more, and um, I see his shoe collection. In okay. okay. So now the All next right. question was ice cream. Yep. Um, Dewan. Okay. All right. Dewan looks like he he, he would he like he would have done sampled all the flavors. You know exactly <laughs> what you like. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know he he'll give you the science behind every. Yes, um, <laughs> every yogurt, ice yeah. cream, yeah. every combination of ice cream, raspberry, mint, chocolate chip, you name it. He knows the ingredients that go into making them things. Yeah. Uh, well, he's got a good second career choice then if he decides to retire. There you, go. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Uh, one more, one more. This will be the hardest question you answer this whole entire interview. So, uh, <laughs> you have uh, retired from acting, and you've um, you've taken over the U.S. national curling team, and you're getting ready to go to U.S. national curling. You know the big Canadian sport where they have like the brooms and that thing on the ice. I don't even know what it is. The curling like a, team. Like okay. a puck. Now here's the what thing. is it like hockey on ice? I don't know. What, I'm not. I'm not familiar with that sport. You've never seen curling? Oh man, it's weird. It's it's got like a big like almost flat bowling ball that they have to roll down like an alley, but the team has these brooms that they have to sweep around the thing to guide it. It's really I'm sorry if I offend any curling fans out there. It's a weird sport. <laughs> okay. It's unique. It's yeah, it's it's really, really, really strange. So somebody's got to be really good with a broom, I guess, is the best way to put that. But you got one mm-hmm. member left that you need on your team, and you need to win the gold for USA. Are you going to choose Juan mm-hmm. or Titus to join your Olympic team? <laughs> Titus. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. He's the man, huh? No, no pressure, Titus. Yeah. Right, yeah, no pressure. Yeah, yeah, no pressure. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna join him. Um, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna have him join the team. Okay. He, he, I like he, it. He's definitely, he, he would definitely take it to the goal. Nice, nice. All right, well, when, when you get off and you have five minutes, go to YouTube and just type in curling and watch what they do. Curling. Oh yeah. And we're gonna be checking out the full season of Bosch season five today. It's gonna be awesome. What, what, I, I need, I need season. 21 and 46 you were talking about. That's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, right? <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, yeah. I, just one more time, I want to say, Tooth Moon Renee J. Edgar. <laughs> and Tooth Moon Renee Jamie. That's even better. Right, right. Tooth Moon right. Renee Jamie. Right. Yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. Jamie at Jamie Hector on Instagram. <laughs> Right. Yes, it there is. you go. All right. Thank well, you thank you so that. much for your time. It's a lot of fun appreciate and, and it. great insights about the show. You're welcome. So we appreciate it. You're welcome. Take thank care. You. Okay, Bye, Jamie. Thanks, Jamie. Bye-bye.